You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Hola, hello, konnichiwa. I'm Alicia, and that is the extent of my language skills, which isn't very much. But I do have skills in the art of talking about wedding planning, hopefully helping you keep your chill, providing a little bit of entertainment along the way. (laughs) Not always, but I do try my very best. If you are new to the show, welcome. This is episode 293 of the Bride Chiller podcast, very much easing our way towards the 300 episode mark. And actually, I've already gone over 300 episodes because earlier in uh, my podcasting life, I was doing two or three episodes a week like a complete lunatic and uh, didn't count some of the other double episodes. What a ning-nong. Anyway, very excited that we're heading towards the big 300. Coming up on today's show, I'm interviewing the lovely Mark from swankybadger.com. We are talking all about how to potentially get your partner a little bit more involved in the wedding planning process. This is maybe a topic that's not relevant to you if you are in a very well and active team who are participating in the wedding planning process on equal grounds. Not everyone's case. As you'll hear in the episode, I go on a bit of a rant, which is not surprising if you've listened to basically any of my shows before, about the idea that weddings have been primarily marketed towards women. It's been added to the list of many women's tasks that we must be dreaming about from the age of 10, and we must have a vision, blah, 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 blah. So really, I think the Bride Chiller community is doing a very good job of this and having very honest and open discussions about our expectations as women, especially in feminism and what we are required, quote unquote, to do. Air quotes, can't see them because I'm an audio only show. But the idea that we're trying to change, make changes to some of the traditions and also just some of the societal expectations. Um, that sounded very brainy. But the idea that we we are going to this, that this is only our bag as chicks, and that's just not the case. So Mark <laughs> puts up with some of my rants. I will say, as you'll hear, Mark is a very uh, lovely Irishman who's quite calm and patient and listens to me potentially having a go at a lot of men. We generalize a lot of a lot of the time. We do say we generalize on this episode, but it's nice to hear his perspective as a guy. And also, as he says, he uh, is repenting for some of his wedding planning disinterest during his own, his own wedding planning with his wife. And also just what he's learnt working in the wedding planning industry, seeing other people go through the, the steps. So one thing we didn't we didn't really get around to talking about, well, we start talking and then we change topics. And one thing I want to ask the bride chiller community and try and get some feedback on is the differences between groomsmen and bridesmaids and this ever-changing expectation of what bridesmaids are expected to do and what groomsmen and the dudes are expected to do. Because it's never really talked about. Bridesmaids, the list of things that we require or they think they're supposed to be doing and organizing and the emotional support coming to dress fittings all this sort of stuff it just gets longer and longer every time I read a new brides magazine bloody bullshit they're not bullshit but you know I sorry brides I sometimes like what you said except for the anti-bride chiller stuff you published recently the knot or whatever 
the idea that bridesmaids, you know, have this huge long list and then groomsmen just basically organize a bachelor party and that is it. They turn up on the day. To me, it's just one of those other sort of diversions that we are seeing lots more stuff heaped on the women folk and then the guys just get off quite easily. But maybe I've just woken up on the wrong side of my feminist bed today. Don't know. Don't know. It hasn't been a great week for women the past few weeks. So I'm I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it for all of us. <laughs> ah, good. Yes, so I'm excited to be bringing you the interview with Mark very shortly. I also wanted to say thank you to everyone. I put up a post earlier this week, depending when you're listening to this, this might have already happened, and you might be able to skip forward and listen to the episode I'm about to talk about. I asked, uh, Bridechilla Anya actually wrote to me and said, I've got a great idea for a podcast theme, a topic that I think might be a good conversation to have. And it was such a clever topic. And it was so simple. I'm like kicking myself as to how I hadn't asked you guys for your information, your opinion about this before. But it's saying, what have you seen when you have visited, when you've attended, not just visited, not just dropped in on a stranger's wedding, when you have attended a wedding or weddings recently, what things have you seen that you have said, oh, we must have that at our wedding or, oh, There is no need to include this. This is a waste of time. And this wasn't really an activity to say diss on other people's weddings. And no one has really done that. And if they have, I promise you, in in the episode I'm going to record. Actually, I think it's going to be episodes. There's so much information that I will be very discreet and help you remain anonymous if things get a little heated. But I love the idea that people have been inspired, but also uninspired by things that they've gone, this doesn't mean anything to me. We're going to move on and not include it in our wedding day. So thank you very much to everyone. At last count, there were like 165 comments, a lot of very good information, which I'll be sharing with you uh, in the coming weeks. Very happy with that. All right, we're going to head to a very quick break and then then just crack on with the episode with Mark from Swanky Badger about how to get your partner a little bit more involved if they're not feeling quite as involved in the wedding planning process. This is the Bride Chill Podcast. I'm Alicia. More after this. Today's guest is a man. He's a man with a plan. He's a lovely Irishman living in America, which is funny, Mark, because I'm an Australian living in London broadcasting mainly to America. So I feel like we are the international voices of weddings. Uh, Welcome to the show, Mark. I'm going to say where you're from, swankybadger.com, and we're going to talk. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, it's a a funny old world, us um, foreigners (laughs) in different lands. And we've both got accents that people seem to really like, which is quite nice. Yeah, well, it depends. Sometimes sometimes it works in our favour, other times it doesn't. I can speak to someone for five minutes and they'll be looking at me wondering what I've been talking about. I was going to say, no one says they don't like an Irish accent, but sometimes I get that as well with people just going, not really listening to what you're saying, but just trying to figure out where you're from and yeah, what the hell you're going on about. I get accused about. of being Australian all the time. You're kidding. But it's not the worst. Yeah, I get, I get some funny ones. It's very strange. I mean, I hear very much a very different accent, but, you know, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mark, uh, in my intro, I didn't really give a very good description. As uh, people will listen to my show, they know I go a bit off-piste. I like to uh, crap on and on and then forget to properly introduce my guests. Now, we are here today to talk about the groom's perspective or perhaps the other partner's perspective, We're talking about same-sex couples as well. Sometimes there's a a member of your team that it may be not be as into the wedding planning 
on the surface as the other member of the team. And uh, I'm delighted that you're here to maybe shed some light on how we can get our other team member involved. Yeah, and um, full disclosure, I am completely guilty of doing all the terrible things <laughs> that I'm about to speak about. Good. As a, as a married man who's been through this, um, I'm at least speaking from experience. So, um, yeah, and, yeah, but you, some... you can be reformed. You can help people like going well, to prison it. and going, exactly. listen, don't do what I did. I learned and now you haven't gone to prison. If you have, it's fine. Uh, no, no, no prison, but just to go it, groom prison, perhaps. Yeah, I am. I am um, resurrected in my in my uh, manliness and <laughs> helping helping out my wifeliness um, since we got married. So um, yeah, I committed crimes along the way, but I'm here to teach others to not sin in the same manner. Oh, well, so, bless um, you, bless you, and yeah. we, we repent. <laughs> Now, now yeah. Mark, before we kick off, let's talk a little bit about Swanky Badger because I love your, I love your origin story um, and it's a great sounding business. So please, let's kick off by sharing a little bit about how you came to be speaking to me today through your business. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, funny enough, it's all quite relevant in that um, <laughs> the business spawned out of my own wedding. Um, I was engaged to my my now wife, obviously, um, back in 2014. And, um, you know, I had a bunch of people coming out to, we're in San Diego in California, not a terrible mm. place to be. Um, no. But I had a lot of people traveling from Ireland for the wedding. And um, in Ireland, we, you know, at that stage, groomsmen gifts was not kind of a big thing, you know. And me, the ignorant fiancé, didn't really understand what was involved in planning a wedding and, you know, the... Uh, the gift giving and, and whatnot. So my wife was explaining to me that I need to buy my groomsman a gift. And I was like, all right, that's weird, but I'll roll with that. <laughs> and, um, you know, I did a little searching online, came across some stuff, bought some stuff, had a really, really crappy experience. Um, and basically the guy I bought the stuff off um, inspired me to start Swanky Badger because he was a bit of a dick. <laughs> right. And this yeah. is why I love your story. He was a bit of a dick, so I went, fuck this, I can do it better. Now I'll start my own business. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was pretty much it. I, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, he, he really annoyed me in that he gave me some really crappy stuff and mm. um, refused to take it back. And his reasoning was that nobody else ever complained, so why should oh, I, I let you complain? So I was like, okay, well, this stuff is terrible, and he seems delighted with how he's doing, so maybe I'll make some good stuff and treat some people nicely and um, make a business out of it. And, you know, since then, it's gone really well. That's great, because I actually think men uh, can be really hard to buy presents from in general. And I, make, I am making a huge generalisation. But with chicks, there's lots of things that I can immediately go, you know, especially with friends, I can buy cosmetics, jewellery, accessories, pashminas, already thinking off the top of my head, hats, gloves, whatever, uh, and books and all this sort of stuff. But with guys, it can be a little bit hard to find things that are actually relevant, that are usable, and that aren't just tat. So that's that's my personal opinion, and I'm yeah. sure you've solved that problem. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's difficult buying gifts for guys in general. Um, mm. You know, as a man, I know that because at least twice a year, my wife asks me what I want for X occasion, oh, and I'm I like, that question. oh, you know, <laughs> I already have everything I need. Is a you know a pretty pretty guyish response. So. Um, you know, what we really focus on is, is creating gifts with meaning. Um, you know, they're, they're personalized gifts and they, they can come with a, a personal message. And it's, it's a really good keepsake more so than anything, you know, day-to-day functional. We do, we do sell more 
day-to-day gifts. But, um, you know, it's really about the meaning behind the gift and the groomsmen gifts in particular. It, it's really about giving something to, to represent your relationship with that person to that point and to thank them for being there for you, you know, along the journey that has been your life and it's all culminating in this special day. And, you know, they're really sentimental mementos that, we, that we've created that I think, um, you know, fill that gap really well. And, you know, mm. don't give the guy a baseball, mate, because it's going to disappear down the back of the couch. Yeah, who cares? So, Tell me, Mark, so I, I'm really interested in, in the relationship between, you know, brides and bridesmaids, or maid chillers, as we prefer to call them, and then grooms and groomsmen, because I think there's a lot of chat about bridesmaids and what, you know, the responsibilities, which I think sometimes are ridiculous in... They've become like tour bookers, tour guides, they're planning these extravagant events and all this sort of stuff. There's a lot of expectations and there's a lot of chat about that. But when it comes to yeah. grooms and then groomsmen, I, I don't want to say you get off lightly because you don't. I know that. But there doesn't seem to be as much stuff for guys to be a part of in the process. Do you think – well, firstly, do you agree? You don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, <laughs> but also, is it just – this connects to our topic today that is it about do the guys want to participate in the actual planning process as a group or they don't give a shit or that's just not their scene or is it just that we're conditioned to go all the chicks do this we talk about this constantly for a year and then the guys like great i'll turn up let's go to the bachelor party and then i'll turn up on the wedding great it's over bye yeah well let me start by saying i'm going to grossly generalized in everything yes. I say. We, that's the disclaimer. <laughs> We've done the disclaimer. Yeah. I do it all the time, yeah. Mark. It's basically my whole career. Go for well, it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, everyone's different. Every guy is different. Every girl is different. Every wedding is different. Mm. Uh, but in general, I'm going to go ahead and say that guys are a lot more laid back about stuff than girls. Um, and, you know, that can often work in your favor when you're planning and you're keeping calm about things, but it can also create a lot of tension. Um, my, my, my own sister is getting married in Ireland in a couple of weeks and she was even just texting me yesterday and she's like, you know, looking for some advice. She had a list of 10 questions about how to speak to her bridesmaids and friends about certain things and what's the best way to approach this and that. Mm-hmm. And then one question about the guys is like, do they care about this? And the answer was no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, in general, guys are, are, are more laid back, which can... As I said, it can cause friction. It can it can help the situation oftentimes. But when it comes to to grooms and dealing with your your fiance in the build up to a wedding, um, you know there's there's ways there's ways to to do things to get him involved. There's ways he should be trying himself to get involved. And you know, a, it, in my mind, it comes down to you know one primary thing is that planning a wedding is you know it's the best preparation for marriage that a couple can have. It's like, yeah. it's like a mini condensed little microcosm of married life. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's you and your fiance working together. You have to support each other. You have to work out your differences. You have to deal with family and finances and you have to make hard decisions. Um, and, you know, these are all, these are all the, the, the things that, that marriage is based on is, is mm. working through these things together. Um, and it's, you know, it takes two to tango. So I think, when when it comes to getting into planning, um, I I think of three different things that that guys can do to really make the process a lot easier and a lot less stressful for both people involved. Um, and the first is just showing interest, because so you know so many guys 
aren't really that interested in the process of planning it. They're, they're down to get married. They want to have a family. Um, you know, they love a good party. But when it comes to putting together this big shebango and you got like, I don't know, a year, year and a half to plan it, they're not, you know, jumping for joy with the thought of putting all that stuff together. So really the first thing is, it's just showing an interest. The worst thing you can do is leave your fiance feeling like she's doing everything you know, on her own. Um, and you have to be a partner in that because that's obviously what, what marriage is all about. So even, even if guys aren't heavily involved in certain aspects, um, you know, they're not, they don't care what dresses the bridesmaids are wearing, but just showing an interest and you know, asking your fiance frequently if she needs help with anything, setting time to, you know, once, when, when my wife and I were getting married, we'd, you know, put aside 30 minutes a week where we'd just sit down and have a glass of wine and talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my contribution for the six, first six months was drinking wine and listening, you know. <laughs> job. I'd like to yeah. partake in that. Sounds fantastic. Tell yeah. me that. Let's go back a little bit because I have this sort of conversation often, as, as we've sort of said earlier in the community, people come and say... I don't know how to get my partner more interested. And, and I've got a bit of a theory about this and it's a little bit of a, a big theory. So just bear with me, but you know, we're marketed from very early ages. It's all weddings are marketed at women. Like when we're little kids, it's like, you know, dream wedding, perfect wedding, fairy tales, princess and all this sort of stuff. And I feel mm. like, you know, you guys aren't really marketed at, they're just like, you find a chick and she organizes everything and off you go and happy ever after. That's sort of like the two different stories we're both presented yeah. to from, you know, like childhood. It's like Disney shit. And then we get to this stage and guys, um, please, I'm generalizing again, please disclaimer, not all the guys. But some guys just sort of go, all right, well, this is how it's supposed to be, so I won't participate or I'm not really supposed to be that interested, so it doesn't really matter. I'll let her go off and plan. With your experience with your friends and stuff, do you have any friends that have really jumped in and gone, hell yeah, this is, let's do it, let's plan this great party? Or is it, has it been skewed towards that way of going, nah, you know, I, I, well, I, um, this is not me dissing guys. I'm not like some crackpot disser. But just the idea to go, how, why, does it, why does it turn out this way? Why are we in this zone? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. I, I, I don't recall any friends of mine who have gotten, you know, psyched for planning a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much just, all right, you know, the proposal is, is, is a big thing for the guys. You know, that's, sure. that's what they have to plan out. And yeah. once they get that done, it's like a... It's a big relief and you think your job's done for a while and then she starts talking about getting married. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. And um, you know, you don't really you don't really have all that much interest in, in putting together a party that's gonna happen in a couple of years. So, um, so is it the time, if we'd said to you, because I'm just so fascinated because I really want to try and find a way, I've been writing a bookmark and it's called The Bride Chiller Survival Guide and I've got a whole section in this trying to get get into that zone of going, how do we solve this problem or at least how do we get a, a partner that's not as necessarily as interested in, how do we really float their boat and go, fuck yeah, let's plan a crazy party. Um <laughs> And maybe it's because there's this idea that, you know, it's all flowery and pretty and people are like, I don't, you know, I don't really care for a flower wall. I just want to get a DJ or whatever. But then I think sometimes we're not giving enough service to dudes that, you know, genuinely jump in and help. And it sounds like you were certainly motivated and, and when you knew what was going on, you jumped in and did it. So how do you think, what are some of the things, like if I could just 
say to you, let's wipe it clean, you've never gotten married before. What are some of the things that you really did enjoy about your wedding and the wedding planning that you go, yeah, that was really good to make that decision? You know, one of the things that, that I wanted to talk about, about you know, what guys can do is, is take an ownership of things that they actually do care about. Yes. Um, because there, you know, there's so much that is so over your head and that your wife has had a vision for for so long that you're just like, all right, go for it. You know, go nuts. I'll, I'll be over here. Um, but, you know, there's, there's so many things when you actually get to the end of the process that you do care about. Um, mm. And, and it, it, you know, part of the, the um, trick of getting, getting the guy more involved or the less involved party more involved is identifying those things up front that they do care about and that they can help out with and take yeah. ownership of. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's simple things, things that, that guys enjoy or, or, you know, can do or won't mind doing. Like the, the clothes, for example, that the groom is going to wear and his groomsmen, you know, doing some research on that. Um, crossing the wall over onto Pinterest, where they may never have been before. <laughs> Checking out Welcome. Yeah, I mean the music, the booze, the you know the photography, the groomsmen gifts, the guest list. Just pulling all that stuff together mm. isn't you know isn't stuff from your fiance's vision. You know when she was eleven years old, she wasn't thinking about what booze are we going to have at the wedding, unless unless she's Irish. One, I, I nearly did an Irish joke, and I'm like, is that offensive? <laughs> Let's go to Irish alcoholic kids. And I mean, I know a lot of Irish people that would have laughed and I'm glad that you made the call. That's very nice. I mean, it's taking ownership of the things that you do, you do have an interest in rehearsal dinner, finding out where might be a cool place for that, you know, jumping on, jumping on Yelp or whatever you have, wherever you are, figuring out cool places to eat around where you're getting Mm -hmm. married. That's not difficult. Being proactive and, and sitting down early in the process and identifying things that, you know, float your boat, you know, making that yours. I do. I love your wine date because I actually think even out of wedding planning land, I know that my husband, Rich, and I get into our zones with work and doing podcasts and bloody all the other things we seem to take on. We're professional plate spinners. We like to call ourselves, Mark. We do a lot of things. Yeah. But actually, you know, just sometimes just taking that time to sit and do whatever your project is at that time, whether it's wedding planning or holiday planning or something, that you actually go, look, Let's just have that wine or beer or cider, whatever your choice of booze is, and have a conversation and not, you know, just focus on doing one thing because we can be so scatty and crazy. And it's nice to just chill out, have a conversation, connect. It's yeah, nice. the, I mean, the worst thing you can do is is not talk about it and, you know, leave things to simmer until the last minute and then, you know, then you get into arguments. Oh, that's trouble. And you did this and you didn't do this. And, you know, just being openly communicative about it every every week or every month depending on how much time you have and making it something enjoyable have your glass of wine or go out to dinner and talk about it or whatever it is that you enjoy doing together make make that part of the process well actually tell me about your wedding where did it happen so um we got married in temecula which is north of san diego it's a wine wine um region for us it all went relatively smoothly we had almost a year and a half to plan it and one of the the best things that we did was to get all of our main vendors booked early. And once you get those things locked in pretty early, 
everything else is just details and most of it is, is details that doesn't really matter all that much if you don't nail it you know if there's you know if a couple of flowers show up that weren't supposed to be there nobody really gives a shit and you know no. there are things that people can stress about for months you know in advance but i think that the most important lesson i learned was that you know once you take care of the big things the little things will will tend to take care of themselves over time if you give yourself enough enough leeway and, and plan it well enough between the two of you to to check boxes along the way it shouldn't be too stressful a process funny i say that you know our, our life has kind of followed that map ever since and we, we we kind of plan the bigger things and the little things tend to take care of themselves just in everyday life I like your attitude yeah. and I think that I couldn't agree more. I feel like we do focus and, you know, part of the being in the Bride Chiller community, the whole ethos behind what I try and do is to share that. It's the it's these moments that count more than the stuff that's attached to it. And I'm sure you probably agree thinking back to your wedding day and I know we certainly talk about the things that really stand out in our memory but for the day are certainly not physical details, you know, stuff we've bought. It's more the memories of dancing and the people that were there and the booze and uh, lots of, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I have to carry on the theme. But, you know, it's the moments. It's not tablecloths and silly details that we can sometimes get in a tease about and then you realise, you know, as you said, no one really gives a shit and no one's going to remember those things. And we have to keep saying that over and over again. That's exactly right. I mean, the memories you take away from it aren't what color socks the guys were wearing you know no. it's, it's the interactions you have with each other and you know one of my favorite memories of the wedding day was just myself and my wife we were with the photographer in a in a um, barrel room in the winery and we said our vows to each other before the ceremony and um you know had our own little peaceful moment with just the mm-hmm. photographer lurking but um <laughs> you know that's that's probably the best memory i have of the whole day and it wasn't even part of the planning it wasn't planned it was just you know we had a good photographer she suggested it and that ended up happening and that's mm. one of the best memories and you think if back on the things that you um you know you poured over for hours what color should this be and you know who sits beside who and what color are the table runners and what's my mom gonna say <laughs> <laughs> well. but um, ultimately what what matters is um is the memories you make on the day and a lot of it comes down to your attitude towards towards the day itself you gotta you gotta decide that all this stuff that you've been worrying about for so long doesn't really matter. It really comes down to just how you interact with everybody on that day and how you feel about it and how you how you take it all in. That's what makes great memories. I couldn't agree more and, and I do think with the more we spread the word, the more people might chill the fuck out and take on our good <laughs> advice. <laughs> Easier said than done. Than I know. Done. I was going to say, ah, uh, it's really. I, I sometimes sit here and I do the show and I get on the I get on the old chat and I write messages to people and you just want to talk them off the crazy wedding planning ledge sometimes and go, look, it's just a day. I know it's important. It's a fucking great day, but I know it's very meaningful at this moment. But uh, you know, six months time, you know, you know, forget this worry that you had. So it's it's really great yeah. to hear that. But it is it, it is obviously um, a lot easier to become a preacher after you leave prison. Oh, word. Look, and he's even done a callback to the top of the show. This is why he's a good guest, Mark. I'm very happy with that. (laughs) I hope this episode has really inspired people to have more sort of meaningful conversations with their partners, especially if they're not feeling supported or um, they feel like, uh, you know, they're a one-sided wedding planning band, that maybe it's just how you pitch it a little bit more to your partner and also hearing what's important to them and what they value 
in planning this party rather than perhaps barreling in and just doing what you want to do. Don't want to say, I mean, that's a little controversial, but sometimes I know we can get a little focused and then you go, oh, other person, what what do you want to do? Great. So it, and if he, if yeah. he doesn't want to do anything, just give him some jobs. Jobs are good. Jobs <laughs> to be done. I think we all, I mean, we all need jobs and also final point I want to make is that you don't have to be a wedding planning hero. I think some people go, oh, I'll just do it. And then you're like, people become overwhelmed because they've decided to do every task on the list. And I, I'm such a big fan of just being able to give people tasks and jobs and have people on your side that want to help. Because I'm sure people listening are surrounded by people that are like dead keen to lend a hand. So accept the favours. If you have a question for the Bride Chiller podcast, all you need to do is visit thebridechiller.com and I may answer it on the show. Leave me a voice message or write me an email. Also, I really would appreciate if you spread the word. Tell your friends. Mark, you'll tell your friends, won't you? I'll do my best. (laughs) (laughs) It's a job for you. It's another job. It will never end. Let me write this down. Tell friends about Bride Chiller podcast, especially guys. Um, thanks so much again for being on the show, Mark. It's been lovely having uh, sharing this time with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. No problem. Hope we speak again soon. Swankybadger.com is where you'll find more information. All my friends, happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day. 